This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment, pause this podcast right now, and share it with someone you think would find this podcast interesting. We would really appreciate it. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, and find the different ways that you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And without further ado, let's get into the adventure you choose. Well, everyone new to the You Choose podcast, what you do is we're going to read a story. And the way we start, we're going to have the book that we read last time that we'll go through a second time, and then a new book for the second half of the podcast. So we're going to go through You Are a Millionaire one more time. Yep. And see what level of betrayal we can do again to our friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then we should be called you're a lying backstabber. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be called. Yes. If you don't know the history, if you listen to our old episodes, these books, we treat our friends horrible. Oh, no. We're always bad to our friends. Yeah. Friends in the Choose Your Own Adventure universe are just a means to an end. Yeah. You're like, how can I use and abuse this person and then throw them away? Throw, like a Dixie cup. Like a Dixie cup. <laughs> Choose Your Own Adventure is like a Dixie cup. We just throw yeah. our friends away and forget about them. And we leave them, leave them for dead. Sometimes you get well, right. And you got to pay attention to this cover. Cause if you look in the bushes, there is your friend who yep. we're going to stab in the back soon. Oh, probably. Or, or something yeah. horrible. Yeah. We don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. So stay yeah, tuned. We'll, we'll find out in this thrilling adventure. So we read the story, you make the choice and then yeah. we then carry on with the choose your own adventure uh, reading. So, for those of you live, sit back, relax, uh, get yourself a tea, a nice little beverage, whatever, and enjoy this story time. And for you listening online, sit back and just enjoy the whole ride. Yeah. Uh, or check us out live next time. Uh, yeah. Usually every Thursday, Thursday, not every every other Thursday evening. Stay tuned to our social media for updates on when we'll be online. Yep, and I'll include a link in the show notes. You can follow along in the book on archive.org. And as we're reading these and making decisions, you can follow along in the book, or if you're in the chat live, let us know what you want us to do when we get to decision point. So without further ado. Before we start, turn to this very first page. This It's written in permanent marker oh. for listening. For those listening later, it says discard on the interior cover, which yes. is what we do to all of our friends in these stories. <laughs> wow, this, <laughs> this whole premonition is just crazy. <laughs> just, too, too close. It is too close for comfort. So we're reading You Are a Millionaire by Jay Lapode. Lapold, I think maybe. It's number 91. So this is getting a little late in the series. It was written in 1990. A little long in the tooth. A little long in the tooth for Choose Your Own Adventure by this time. Choose Your Own Adventure books. So I'll get to the first page here. All right. So I'll go ahead and get started, and then uh, you can chime in, Eddie, when we get to the, the next decision point. There we go. All right. You're kicking around in a vacant lot with your friend Bruce. It's a hot summer day. Your shirt is sticking to your back and you're bored. Yo, amigo, Bruce calls to you. Catch. Bruce throws a ball from the other end of the lot and you watch as it sails over your head and into a thicket of bushes. You sigh and think maybe you should go home. You and Bruce have already played all the games you can think of and he's beaten you every time. You're starting to get tired of him. Bruce is all right to hang out with until you run out of things to do. Then he starts oh, no. getting bossy and he tries to push you around. He likes to be in charge. And since he's bigger than you, your friends, since he's bigger than you and your friends, he usually gets away with it. Still, Bruce, you don't Bruce was held back in school a few grades. At least twice. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce exactly. should be in 10th grade. Yeah, Bruce has a mustache. <laughs> Men with mustaches. Can't trust there it him. is. Avoid him. All right. Still, you don't mind doing stuff with him, especially since your other friends are away at camp. Usually, Bruce will shape up if you threaten to go home. <laughs> Talk about manipulation when you're 10 or whatever we are. Already. <laughs> You've already worked the system already. Well, I don't have any other yourself? friends, so I'll just hang out with Bruce, I guess. Yeah. Why don't I have better friends? <laughs> Besides, we'll see why, yeah, mom, we'll see why. Yes. <laughs> Besides, it's not all his fault. He doesn't like to talk about it, but there's a lot of problems in his family. 
He's even Ooh. tried to run away a couple of times, and he doesn't have Ooh. many friends. He uh. knows he's knows he's a little funny. <laughs> he knows he's a little funny looking with his bristly oh. black crew cut and his overgrown bulk and awkward limbs because he's been held back twice. He's 15 and he's in fourth grade. Yeah. That's what's going on here. Oh, man. But every once in a while, he surprises you. He's a bit of a daredevil, and sometimes he comes up with really good ideas. Okay, Bruce, you call to him. Go get the ball. No way, he calls back. You missed it. You go get it. Turn the page. Time to go home, you say to yourself. You pull aside the branches and make your way into the bushes trying to get a glimpse of the ball. The problem is you don't particularly like going home now that Mrs. Harkley is there. Teresa, your younger sister, calls her the horrible Mrs. Harkley. At first, you were excited when your parents said they needed some time alone and were going to spend spend the summer in Europe. But you groaned when you found out Mrs. Hinckley would be staying with you. You ask if they could go get someone else, but your mother said she wouldn't be able to find another person she could trust in such a short notice. Besides, Mrs. Harkley was lonely and could use the work. She's mostly just weird, like the way she walks around the house with rubber bands on her wrist as if she's going to shoot them at you if she catches you doing something wrong. You do feel safe with Mrs. Harkley, and she does seem responsible, but... Instead of having more fun while your parents are gone, you have less. She makes you go to bed early in the morning, or makes you go to bed early, and in the morning, after breakfast, she kicks you out of the house so she can sit around and watch soap operas all day. She's a cruel woman. (laughs) Oh, man. Watching my stories. Be quiet. I'm watching my stories. I gotta see my stories. Go outside. Don't get kidnapped. Or she do. doesn't she doesn't like your friends to come over and instead of chicken pot pies or spaghetti for dinner you have to eat things like she likes like liver and okra she, oh <laughs> ooh, you had me I an okra know, i don't like this lady already yeah okay okra we're done burn the house down yes <laughs> she even keeps the cookies hidden doling them out one by one and won't let you take food into the living room while you watch tv Mrs. Harkley's eating those cookies when you're gone. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what she's doing while she's watching her stories. Yep. (laughs) Now in the vacant lot with Bruce, you can't see the ball in the bushes and realize you'll have to go farther to find it. You part the branches and plunge in. Your legs get scratched and spider webs get in your face. The ball is nowhere in sight, but something else catches your eye. It's partially buried under some twigs and leaves, as if hastily hidden. You brush aside the leaves and find an old, beat-up leather satchel. It looks as though it's been through the war, or through Mm. a war. The satchel is heavy. You start to say something to Bruce as you unhook the clasp and open it up. But you stop dead when you look in. Your eyes bug open wide. Holy moly, you whisper. It's full of money. Hey, (gasps) Bruce calls. What are you doing in there? You stop gaping at the money and watch through the branches as Bruce walks toward you. Should you tell him about it, or should you hide the satchel and come back for it later? You close the bag, thinking fast. Bruce is getting closer. He may already have seen you with it. All right, here's our decision point. If you tell Bruce about the money, turn to page 75. If you decide not to mention it, turn to page 10. Now, is this the part in the story where we take control for the first decision? Yes. So last time we went to page 10, we decided not to mention the money to Bruce. So we'll go to page 75 this time because we want to try to have a different outcome for the story. So I'm getting there. Page 75. Okay, here I am. We're going to go ahead and tell Bruce. Here we go, everybody. All right. Look at this, you call to Bruce, holding up the satchel. It's filled with severed heads. I mean money. (laughs) I mean money. It's the same thing. Bruce peers through the branches. What are you talking about? You pick your way out. I found a briefcase full of money. You set the satchel down and open it for Bruce to see. He stares blankly for a moment because Bruce is kind of stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Then his eyes bug out and his mouth moves. But all he can manage is to stammer. I can't... I can't believe it. He pulls out a band of bills and flips through it. They're all hundreds, he said. There must be a million dollars here. 
you look at the money, a crisp green portrait of Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton? What? Alexander what? Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Hamilton the movie. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, stares back at you. I wonder who it belongs to, you muse. Who cares, Bruce says. It's ours now. Zero hesitation for Bruce. Yeah. No morals. No. Bruce was like, I know what I'm doing with this money. It's ours. He's already, he's already spent it all <laughs> in his mind. <laughs> it's already spent. He already owes money in his mind. <laughs> yeah. No, you say. We have to try to find the person who lost it. Bruce looks at you with, and narrows his eyes. Are you crazy, he asks. No, I'm not crazy, you reply. I just think it's the right thing to do. Listen, Bruce says with exasperation. Whoever lost this money didn't get it by doing good deeds. Already, he's oh. justifying. Yeah. And if I have to kill wow. that person, I will. <laughs> I will do it right now. I'll do it with my bare hands. My mustache. Otherwise, my 15-year-old mustache. Otherwise, why would they have stashed it in the bushes? Maybe they stole it from somebody else, and we should try to find the person they stole it from. Who's going to be running around with a million dollars in a briefcase, Bruce says. It probably belongs to some to some drug dealer. Drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I can Bruce. take it. It's drug money. So we're taking, we're helping people. Yeah, we're helping. All right. I'm getting to page 52 here. 52. I love how Bruce has already got it all figured out. Yeah. Bruce is like, don't give me rationalizations of morality. Yeah. We're gods. <laughs> we're gods now. We have, we have a million dollars. Gods right. don't ask permission. They just do it. Gods just take. Yes. All right. 52. Here we go. Sorry about that little pause there. No problem. Bruce's logic is hard to refute. Then I guess we should take it to the police, you say. No way, Bruce counters. That will only give you the uh, give the bad guy a chance to get it back. And if he doesn't, then the police will give it to the government. And they'll spend it on a nuclear bomb! What? We're stopping <laughs> a war here, man! <laughs> we, we, we've gone from, this is drug money, to nuclear bombs. <laughs> Bruce is going to do anything it takes. Yes, he doesn't care. You still don't feel right about keeping the money. Well, then, you say, we should give it to some deserving people. Yeah, Bruce says, like us. Bam! Bam. Bruce logic. Hashtag Bruce logic. Hashtag Bruce logic. You and Bruce stare at each other for a full minute because you counted on, on your watch. Think about it, he says. We can do anything we want. We can travel around the world. Because we're nine, and <laughs> passports don't exist. I guess if we do keep the money, it won't be very smart to hang around here, you say. If the person who lost it catches us, they probably won't be very nice about it. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Uh, yeah. Exactly, Bruce agrees. Come on, where do you want to go? It's up to you. We'll travel for a while, then decide what to do with the rest of it, and when we get back. A vision of the pyramids of Egypt flashes through your head. I could buy one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. Bruce's idea is tempting. Maybe you should stop worrying about what the right thing to do is and just have some fun with the blood money you found. <laughs> uh, if you take Bruce up on his offer to travel, turn to page 83. If you try to find the owner of the satchel instead, turn to page 113. Here's your choice, kids. Okay. Do we go and follow hashtag Bruce logic? <laughs> Hop on a plane. Listen, listen, <laughs> and oh, listen to man. the deep, the still small voice inside our chest telling us to do the right thing. This is like deep thoughts with Bruce instead of Jack Handy. Mm. Deep thoughts with Bruce. <laughs> deep thoughts with Bruce. I wish I had more hands <laughs> so I could steal more money. <laughs> yeah, so that's his logic. Hey, by the way, remember last time I, I looked up what a million dollars in 1990 would be today, and it was like $2.1 million. Yeah, I was thinking it was about a double. Yeah, it's about a double. A little more than a doubling. Yeah. Yeah. Inflation, kids. Yes, yes. You but know, that a million dollars doesn't buy what it used to. So, but still, when you're nine, a million dollars, like, oh my gosh, we're rich. We can buy a pyramid, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my pyramid? pyramid. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh man. Get out yeah. of my pyramid. Yes. Yeah. Deep thoughts with Bruce. We're gonna do that. It's because it just says right there at the top, Bruce's logic is hard to refute. You know, he's already brainwashed us. It took that that short to brainwash us completely. Yes. To have us just go, you know what, Bruce? 
Our yeah, mirrors right. were so flimsy. You're right. The government could take this and buy nuclear bombs with it. You're right, Bruce. You know, we just need to take this. Yeah, nuclear war is bad, so we should help stop that. Yeah, by right. taking the money. Right. Let's let's take You're those right. Hamiltons. Take, take those Hamiltons. <laughs> take, go to the, go to the pyramids. We should make. Uh, this is the room where it happens for sure. Yes, exactly. That's a song from, that's a song from Hamilton, kids. Oh, is it? Okay. okay. There you go. Oh, Lee, you're not familiar. You're not savvy to the Hamilton. No, it's been a while. So you should watch it, sir. I know. I know. It's on Disney Plus. Ooh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Right after I get done watching Disney. Book of Bubba Fett. <laughs> well, if we don't write, that just started too. Yes, it did. Well, well, if we don't get enough votes here, we'll we'll have to resort to the uh, covert or to the you choose podcast uh, uh, coin. Yes. And, and flip, flip that sucker. So let's do the flip a coin here. Pull that let's up. Let's do heads. We'll do heads as follow Bruce logic. Okay. Tails is find the owner. All right. So tails is find the owner. Or heads is Bruce logic. So we're going to flip yep. here. Heads it is. Bruce logic. It is hashtag Bruce logic. So we we're gonna... going to travel which is page 83. We're stopping a nuclear war here, Lee. Yeah, by going to Egypt, we're stopping a nuclear war. That's that's our logic. All right. The irony here is we, we, we cause a nuclear war. We cause, yeah. Oh! <laughs> 83, right? Yep. All right, you say to Bruce, let's do it. Let's go to Egypt and see the pyramids. Yeah, Bruce responds. We can leave right away. Do you have a passport? <laughs> My parents made me get one last year, you say, but don't we need more time to get ready? What for? Bruce replies. We can buy whatever we need along the way. I guess so. And we can send postcards home to tell people not to worry about us. Yeah. (laughs) See, again, in the 80s, you just kids just hop on a plane and go wherever. We'll just send a postcard. It's no big deal. Or not. Oh, man. You go home feeling a thrill in your stomach. You've never done anything this crazy. But you figure if you're going to live dangerously, Bruce is the person to do it with. Oh, man. (laughs) You wait. You went from one minute thinking you could ditch him for a better friend. And now you're like, I'd travel the world with this guy. Yeah. Great. (laughs) We have no moral compass. We're just like, we hate the guy. Five minutes ago, we couldn't stand him. Now we're like, eh, Bruce is smart, actually. <laughs> we're eyeballing a rock to bang on his head. We're like, hmm. <laughs> and hey, spoiler, we're already too far down the thing. But there's a point where we're talking about like, don't we like, don't we like choke him out or something for the money? Yeah, we we well, yeah. On the other choice, yeah, we got in a fight. We're like, let's just get in a fight with the guy and try to kill him. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, wow. Fate. What are you gonna do with fate? Huh? No kidding. After anyway. dinner, you grab your passport and toothbrush slip out of the house and meet bruce at the corner he's already called a taxi to take you to the airport you and bruce managed to get in on a night flight to new york and book two first class seats on a plane out of new york for cairo 24 hours later exhausted and excited you land at cairo international airport but your feeling soon changes when you reach customs and find that you're required to declare all your currency what are we going to do, you ask Bruce? Fake it, he says. And if that doesn't work, we'll use the old-fashioned way. We'll bribe them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bruce is an international spy. <laughs> oh my this is gosh. amazing. See? Men with mustaches. Man. Can't trust them. Oh, man. I just can't. That whole page is just full of just amazement. <laughs> we we'll hop on a plane. Him, and then we're just going to bribe the guy. All right. But, Luck, like, however, yeah. <laughs> Luck, however, seems to be on your side. When you turn, when your turn comes, a custom agent glances at your passport, stamps it, and lets you through. You proceed to the exchange window where you change two bundles of bills into Egyptian pounds. Then you look for a taxi and take you, that will take you into the city. Cairo is a shock to you at first. It's crowded, dirty, and noisy. Like nothing you've ever seen before, the taxi drives at breakneck speed, honking constantly at the cars, pedestrians, carts, chickens, sheep, and even herds of goats that crowd the road. 
Everything's to be covered with layers of brown desert dust. The city is full of unfamiliar sounds and smells, such as the call to prayer from the mosque or sharp odors of turmeric and other spices. Your ride ends in front of the Nile Hilton in Tahrir Tahrir Square, the modern hub of Cairo. The Hilton's too boring. Let's go to the Queen Cleopatra, you say to Bruce. How do we know? How do we know this? (laughs) How do we know this? We took a correspondence course in international travel. Evidently. Specializing in Egypt. As you say to Bruce, pointing to the neon sign advertising the hotel, 20 minutes later, you're asleep in your room at the Queen Cleopatra. Turn to page 71. Wow. We're international travelers at nine years old. All right. This feels wrong. This, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I The, the Choose Your Own Adventure vibes. Uh, something's going to happen here. I can yeah, already yeah. tell. Our Choose Your Own Adventure sense is tingling. All right. 71. Load here. The next morning... You and Bruce take the elevator up to the dining room where you have breakfast of eggs and fuel, a thick bean paste. Mm. Bruce takes you to the window and points to the southeast. Shimmering on the horizon above the chaotic city are the three triangular shapes, the pyramids of Giza, he whispers. Let's go, you say. What should we do with the satchel? We'd better keep it with us, he replies. We can take turns carrying it. A few minutes later, you're in the taxi, speeding toward the pyramids. They loom larger and larger as you near the edge of the city. The taxi drops you off, and you walk the final kilometer over desert sand to Cheops, the first of the great pyramids of Giza. You're awed by its presence and by the labor that went into stacking the huge mass of stone building blocks. Bruce is as overwhelmed as you are. At last, you think he's found something bigger than himself. (laughs) <laughs> oh man okay all right turn to page 78 I'm the biggest thing i know and there's the pyramids all right a steady stream of camel and horse drivers approaches you offering you and bruce rides across the desert to the other pyramids but you turn them down deciding you want to go inside cheops first you climb a seemingly endless series of steps through the inside of the pyramid in a low, narrow passage. You're carrying the satchel, and you sweat as the air becomes hot and stuffy. Finally, you reach the room in the center of the pyramid where the pharaoh's sarcophagus lies. There's an eerie feeling to this burial chamber surrounded by tons of stone. You also get a strange feeling from a man in the room. He looks familiar. He's got curly blonde hair and is wearing a khaki outfit as he's about to embark on a safari you think maybe he's one of the airplane he was on the airplane from new york you turn to leave and the man follows you and bruce back down the passage then all of a sudden he pushes past bruce and makes a grab for the satchel you've got my money he growls bruce jumps the man from behind you lose your footing and all three of you go sliding down the passage people scream as you tumble past them and soon your threesome turns into an avalanche of bodies careening toward the pyramid's portal. Turn to page yes! 85. <coughs> All right, Eddie. New album for 2022. Wanna, a, careening? A cluster, a cluster of bodies careening towards the pyramid oh. portal. All right. You want to grab 85 there, Eddie? Sure enough. Somehow you manage to keep hold of the satchel. And when you hit bottom, you feel Bruce pulling you up out of the, tri- out of the tangle. The two of you dash away from the pyramid, looking for a way to escape. At one of the pyramid burial temples next to the pyramid, you spot a tunnel leading into the rock. The entrance is blocked by steel bars, but a gap between two of the bars looks just wide enough for the two of you to slip through. Meanwhile, a camel driver approaches. Do you drive a camel? That's what I was wondering. (laughs) Is it it a manual or stick or (laughs) Ooh, man, you got to drive manual camel if you're messing around at all. Yeah. (laughs) Glancing back at the pyramid, you see the man in the khaki outfit shaking himself off and looking around for you. If you escape into the tunnel, turn to page 96. If you escape by camel, turn to page 98. (laughs) The the eternal question by tunnel or by camel. By camel. So is that is that how they greet people there? They're like, hey. What what model of camel are you driving? <laughs> right. It's a two hump or one hump. <laughs> He's like, 
Listen, man, if you get those, if you get those two hump ones. It's too much. Yeah, it's just too much. You gotta two humps is too one. much. Oh, like Amanda having... chiming in at she says, "Escape into the tunnel." She's saying tunnel escape. Okay. So All right. Ninety six. So she has a camel as an option. She's like, "No, thank you." You don't drive camels here. I don't. My manual or stick? The answer's none. None. <laughs> this is the twenty twenty two camel. That's what I'm. This is the latest model. Ooh. Yeah, it's got a. It's got power windows. <laughs> yeah, it just locks on its own. Is that auto locks? Auto locks. Auto spits. It's auto spits. There you go. So ninety six, I guess it is. Let's go to ninety six. <laughs> They're too bumpy. Yes, exactly. A little, they ride a little rough. All right. They're uh, they're they're lovely camel humps. Yes. <laughs> Fergie. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Sorry. sorry. All right. I'll go ahead and grab this one. This way, you say, grabbing Bruce's sleeve, you lead him down a ramp to the barred entrance to the tunnel. I doubt he'll be able to follow us here, you say, squeezing through the gap in the bars. I doubt he'd want to, Bruce replies, peering into the blackness in front of you. I'm glad I bought a flat brought a flashlight at the hotel or sorry. I'm glad I bought a flashlight at the hotel. Come on, yeah. you say. 80s we kid. Always have a oh, flashlight. Yeah. Oh yeah, flashlight, yes. Uh pocket knife, you know, all that. Yep. We have to get out of sight in case he saw us come down here. Bruce switches on the flashlight and you venture down the rock corridor. You haven't gone very far bef before you hear a man yelling at you, in at you, hey come back here i won't hurt you i promise yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just wait a minute pause he said he promised yeah oh well, okay i'll good. come back yeah i'll come we're back safe. now pretty we're please <laughs> i just want to talk that's my satchel you've got mm. <laughs> mm, okay bruce turns off the flashlight you wait in silence the man rattles the bars get back here you kids ah, he screams i want to talk You'll, now get this you'll be sorry this is serious business that's not your money i work for a for the company what company, i want to have a Bruce conversation whispers? with you and my gun yeah <laughs> we want we have words oh uh, yeah amanda Man maybe Amanda's he also has free candy <laughs> Ooh. oh, oh okay Wait, free? Well, I'll, come back. I'll come back for that we're talking free candy bazooka gum Ooh. i like gum you'll be sorry this is serious okay i already got um what company, Bruce whispers. You shrug. Let's go. You and Bruce move silently down the tunnel in darkness until you can no longer hear the man. Something brushes by your face. Then a oh. lot of things brush past your face, in the past you in a flutter, in a high-pitched squeak. Bats, Bruce hisses. You crouch and wait for the flurry of bats to pass. Bruce turns the flashlight on again, and not a moment too soon, six feet in front of you, is a sheer drop off page 88 all right man just think two days ago we were playing in the abandoned lot <laughs> to the house next door bummed out because we couldn't have any cookies with with a guy we can hardly stand with a guy that we thought about hitting in the head with a rock yes all right you want to grab this one eddie 88 sure bruce shines the flashlight over the edge i can't tell what's down there but there are steps cut in the rock well, you reason, we can't go back the way we came. I'll go first, Bruce says. Then you can drop the satchel to me and come down yourself. Bruce pulls the flashlight between his teeth, puts the flashlight between his teeth, and carefully lowers himself over the edge. You watch the light get smaller and smaller as he climbs down. Finally, he calls, okay, let it drop. You hold the satchel out over the edge and let, it, and let go. It takes a couple of seconds to thunk at the bottom. Got it, Bruce says. Come on down. I'm in some kind of chamber. Bruce is waiting to kill you. right? Yeah. <laughs> With a knife in his hand. Yep. You slide over the edge, feeling for the stone steps in the dark. Your foot finds one, and you gingerly allow your weight to rest on it. Then you find another one for your other foot, and one for your hand. You slowly descend to the chamber below, concentrating so hard on each step as it comes that you don't have time to get scared. Good work, Bruce says as you find level ground again. The air is dank and stale, 
just like meanly <laughs> dank, dank and stale. And stale. <laughs> it feels Stay tuned cold. for our next album, Dank and Stale. D- dank and Stale, the staleness. <laughs> <laughs> um, he turns and shines the light into the chamber. A sarcophagus, you gasp, showing uh, <laughs> Bruce that you have a good vocabulary. Yeah. Warily, you and Bruce approach the black marble coffin. The top is off. Bruce shines the light in, staring up at you, is the frozen grimace of a half-unwrapped mummy. Whoa. Wow. That that mummy was on sale because he's half off. He's half off. This is as good as the jokes get, guys. You're you're welcome. That's all all you get. Page 58. 58. They have us hopping all over this book. They do. This one, there's not a lot of choices. It's just all story. You're burning a lot of cow. Well, we picked a, st- a timeline here that's pretty, like, just keep going. Yeah. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me, kids. My book reset. I'm almost there. And Page here 58. we go. 58. Here we are. Okay. You and Bruce jump back at first, but then move in for a closer look. The mummy is surprisingly small and frail. It almost looks as though it's made of mud with its bones and facial expression frozen for centuries. You find something strangely touching about it. You can feel a little of the personality and spirit of this human who walked the earth 5,000 years ago and the sadness of its death. Man, we're philosophical. Existential. Yeah, yeah, for a nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Being a millionaire makes us think, I guess. Yeah, right? Mm, really makes you wonder. All yes. the, oh, the way I wisely invested and earned this money makes me realize <laughs> some things. Yes. I wonder what else is in here, Bruce says, <laughs> reaching to smash the mummy's head in and look for <laughs> yeah. treasure. Uh, it's a pinata. <laughs> um, Bruce says, shining the flashlight around, a niche of some kind has been built into the wall and another smaller mummy has been placed in it. It's a cat, you exclaim. Look, here are the ears and the tail, all wrapped up. Weird, Bruce says. They made their cats into mummies, too? The cat mummy is almost as touching as the human one. When you think about the care given to the little carcass, it gives you a vivid sense of the daily life of this person. Only to find out, by the way, fun fact, kids, that Egyptians actually bred cats to be sacrificed. To be, yeah, they didn't to even, be yeah. in their pyramid with them. Yeah, it wasn't like they were a beloved pet. They're like, get me a fresh kitten. <laughs> yes. Because it'll help me in the afterlife. Like, in there about, wasn't. <laughs> in about five years, you're going to be buried with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, 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 um. You find more niches around the chamber. One contains a dog, another a hawk, another a bear, another a moose, <laughs> and the last <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> there are crocodiles, snakes, and even a little mouse, all mummified. Y'all getting mummified. Wow. You're getting mummified. You're getting mummified. Getting mummified. <laughs> crocodiles, snakes, and mice. Oh my. We're mummifying everybody. You get Don't mummified, sit. and you get mummified, Don't and you get mummified. Don't sit too still. You'll get mummified. You also find plates, bowls, pitchers, and cups. Some of them contain hard, shriveled up nodules of what was once food. Everything needed for the afterlife, you you muse. You feel Bruce shiver beside you. It gives me the creeps. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm disturbing this dude's rest. You don't know this dude. You don't know this man. Dude. assuming, bro. Yeah. You know all these stories about the mummy's curse. Let's get out of here. Yeah, you agree. Let's go. You find a corridor leading out of the burial chamber and follow it through the cool, dusty passageways, feeling as if you've entered another universe. Ooh. Man. Page 16. 16. We're still not at a choice yet. Holy cow. We are all over the place. All right. 16. Here we go. Find it here. Digital pages. Turning pages on the YouTube's podcast. Okay. The co- the corridor splits into the, a left and right hand turn. Here we go. You go left. Dang it. No choice there. Ah, come on. Then suddenly run into what looks like an ordinary door. What do we do? Bruce says. You shrug. What else can we do? Burst through the door as if we know what we're doing. You first, Bruce says. We're pretty worldly. Yeah. For these ch- for these children's. 
I know. <laughs> uh, you first, Bruce says. You take a deep breath, grab the doorknob, and in one sharp motion, swing it open and step through it. You find yourself in an office with a desk and three startled members of the Egyptian Civil Guard. They gape at you for a moment, then quickly recover and grab you and Bruce. English, the one seated behind the desk, asks, asks with arched eyebrows. He looks like an officer. He's got burnished skin, a thick black mustache. Aha! Uh-huh, uh-oh. <laughs> and handsome features. Oh, oh okay. He's a handsome guy. Huh. Er, yes, you stammer. I mean, I'm American, but I speak English. The officer smiles. Ah, good. He motions for the guards to let you go. Please sit down. Americans are our friends. They're delicious. <laughs> yeah, they taste well. They go good yes, with milk. We are, we're camel milk. Yes, we are good friends, you agree, searching desperately for something intelligent to say. America is a very great country, the officer goes on. Very powerful. Very rich. rich. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Ah. You wonder if he's hinting at something. Bruce seems to pick up on it, and he takes the satchel out of your hand. That's right, he grins. We're your rich friends, and we like to give presents to our friends. Oh, you can man. see Bruce is about to pull some money out of the satchel. Is he being too brazen? brazen. How did we get here? Yeah. How did we get here? <laughs> How did we get from a baseball field in Chicago or wherever we at to bribing military officials in Egypt? Now I'm bribing the military? <laughs> if you stop Bruce and take control yourself, turn to page 101. If you let Bruce handle it, Turn to page 95. Here we go. Oh, man. <laughs> do we follow Bruce logic again? Do we go hashtag Bruce logic? Bruce logic. Or do we say, yo, man, I draw the line. <laughs> you put, put your hand out. Say, Let me handle this, Bruce. Okay. Bruce. <laughs> I've taken colleague. a correspondence course. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, the votes are coming in, and it looks like we got uh, stop him as the winner there. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't jive with Bruce logic. I think we've. And we've had enough of Bruce, I think. Like enough, Bruce. Look okay. where following you got us. Look where we ended up, so, Bruce. All right, so that's page one hundred one. One hundred one. Let me get there, unless somebody chimes in and we go the other direction. But we're going to turn to page one hundred one, and we're, we're going to handle this situation. We're, we're done with Bruce logic. With all of our negotiation skills that we've all, all of our years of skills. All right, 101. You grab Bruce's hand, slightly restraining him from bribing the officer. You look at the officer and wonder if that's a twinkle you see in his eye. Yes. Oh, no. Our countries have become friends, you say to the officer. Yes, and America has helped us to develop our economy, the officer replies, eyeing the satchel. Maybe now is the time to make your move. We would like to help your economy develop. Perhaps you have established a fund for this. The officer tugs at his mustache. Yes. In fact, we do have such a fund. Would you like to make a contribution? Oh, no. <laughs> oh my. Why, yes, we would, you reply. Um, well, I can take your contribution myself. I will see that it gets to the correct bureau. I would appreciate that very much, you say. You pull a bundle of bills from the satchel and set it on his desk. The officer regards them, saying nothing. You put another bundle of bills on the desk. You wait. He waits. You put one more bundle on the desk. He chews his mustache and looks at his watch. You add another bundle, clap oh. the satchel shut, and stand up. The officer regards you and then the money on the desk. You Americans are very generous, he murmurs. He breaks into a smile. Thank you very much for your contribution. He stands to shake your hand then gestures to one of the guards behind you. Mustafa, see these fine people to the door. Turn to page 11. Mustafa. Wait a minute. I don't want you to kill Simba's dad. Yeah, didn't he, as I was thinking, didn't, uh, didn't he die oh, wait, already? No. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, man. Man, we're bribing people. Uh let's see, page 11. <laughs> We, uh, we have exposed ourselves to some shadiness at this point. Oh, but as we know, we do that a lot in Choose Your Own Adventure. We really do. We commit felonies of breaking and entering or bribing government officials. Man, Leave nothing's off the table. Dead. Leave our friends for dead. As Mustafa leads you out of the building, he looks at you strangely. 
Then he starts asking questions. It's probably like saying, why are we accepting bribes from nine-year-olds? This kid is nine years old. <laughs> why don't we just doing? take it? <laughs> just, just shake him really hard. Just give me your, just give me your money. <laughs> Mustafa's like, what's my life become? <laughs> Shaking down nine-year-olds. Shaking down nine-year-olds. <laughs> oh, man. Then he starts asking questions about what you saw in the vault. His English is not very good, and you think he must be angling for some money of his own. But he waves off your hand when you reach into the satchel. No, bakshish, Mustafa says. I say this for you. I see something on your face. It happens sometimes to people who go into the tombs. What do you oh. mean, Bruce asks. Mustafa looks at the satchel. You know, family of mum, mummy give mummy all riches and wealth, so he will have safe journey. If they don't give this mummy, spirits will not be happy. We have to give something to the mummy, you ask? Mustafa shakes his head impatiently. No, not to mummy, but like that, like mummy's family gives. Bruce looks at him suspiciously. Mustafa just shrugs and says, I don't say it for me, for you, for good health. He taps his temple. I see things. Maybe you don't. I tell you what I see. That's all. You do what you want. You reach the door. Mustafa gestures out at the street before you. The world is big. We are small. Goodbye, my friends, and good luck. Goodbye, you say, as you realize that Mustafa was trying to help. You turn and call back. Thanks. Page twenty nine. All right, we got a mum- we got a mummifier family cat, bro. That's is that what he's saying? Gonna go That's what he's telling mummifier us. Cat, <laughs> maybe Mrs. Hockley or whatever her name was. And what mummifier babysitter? <laughs> mummifier babysitter. What page? Twenty nine. You and Bruce head straight for the airport to catch the first plane out of Cairo, which turns out to be a flight to Istanbul. As you wait in the boarding area, you ponder Mustafa's words. You don't feel as happy-go-lucky as when you got off the plane 24 hours ago. You have an inkling that the money you found may bring as much weight and responsibility with it as it does freedom and pleasure. You have plenty to think about as you continue your travels. The end. Huh. Huh. Wow. Huh. I don't know. Well, what to think. let's let's take tally. We didn't die. No, we didn't have to kill anybody. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Our hands aren't bloody. No. And and uh, what else? And we still have our money. We still have a, a portion of it. We gave a bunch to Mustafa. I don't know how much is in a stack. Yeah. But I'm yeah. going to assume each stack is probably like. What, $10,000? Oh, probably 10 or 20, probably. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, like Amanda said, all those pages and only two choices. Yeah. This is, I know, one that was just mainly story. There wasn't a whole lot of, a lot of options there. But sometimes it happens. It, but you know, we, adventures. we got to bribe government officials. We got to travel internationally. We saw a mummy. Got to see a mummy. Got to sleep in a hotel. Got to sleep fun. in the, the Cleopatra wild. Hotel. Right, <laughs> and we're nine. I mean, you got to, got to see a cat. Yeah, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, and we're, and we're, we did all this when we're nine years old. Nobody batted an eye that a nine-year-old's getting on a plane, going to Cairo, has a bag full of money, checks into a hotel. The only people holding you back in the eighties was yourself. Yeah, because the parents were not going to get in your way. They're like, no, listen, but- if you get a million dollars, that means you're out of my life. Go. Yeah. I don't think we said anything to the babysitter. We're like, hey, you know, it's probably just like you're walking out the door. Hey, I'm heading to Cairo. See you later. She's like, okay, make sure you change your, pack some underwear. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't even like, bat an eye. Babysitter's going to have to explain a lot. Missing, missing child report. <laughs> our, our kid's gone. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of life, lot, lot of living to do on the run. She, she probably didn't even bat an eye. She's like, okay, well, make sure you're right. Let me know. Have a good time. Well, Plus, Bruce didn't even mention reinvesting the money. Like, we're just spending this. We're going to run out one day. I know. That's what I was thinking. You know? Oh, man. Uh, What you going to do? Yeah. All right. Well, that's You Are a Millionaire. So let's head to our next book. And we'll see if it's full of as much fun and mayhem as, as this one was. 
Now, this so. is the spoiler I gave in the beginning, and get ready, everybody. So, you know, sometimes you want to play around a little bit, do a different thing. We're doing a Transformers yes. Choose Your Own Adventure. And fun fact, I owned this book as a young man. Ah, my brother did, too. That's why I picked it. Yep. So you had this one. Oh, I did. If you can see the cover, our, our friend uh, Bumblebee is getting shot into pieces. <laughs> yes. Why are they always getting shot? <laughs> Why is it always Bumblebee? <laughs> yeah, he gets a bad rap. He does. Hash, well, you know, we're still angry at, at Hot Rod. You know, hashtag Rodimus killed Prime. Yep. Yep, Rodimus <laughs> the murderer. But yeah, as we've he mentioned some did. of the other episodes, during this time, a lot of IPs took advantage of these Choose Your Own Adventure types of books. So in Transformers, G.I. Joe, He-Man, everybody did these. So that's why I thought let's mix yep. it up a little bit. Try one of these. Yeah. So and and it, and it does the classic too, where if you uh, turn over a couple more pages, it does the classic like choose your own adventure, like black and white pencil type illustrations. Oh yeah. They're like, man, listen, we, we got to keep these books cost down. It can't be yes. full color. No, Are you kidding me. We're not gonna give these kids color. No, they no. give them black and white. They will love it. Give them pencils. <laughs> they yeah. love it. <laughs> they love it. This was 1985, Eddie. 1985. This is before the movie came out. In 1986. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but before they decided to just, you know, chop off Prime's head. Yeah, and in, in our childhood, Eddie's Eddie's Optimus Prime figure that he had in his lap just collapses. I wasn't ready. I'm sitting there like, this is the best thing ever. My favorite, one of my favorite cartoons being made into a movie. How much the soundtrack is all metal. Yeah. What's happening? It's a dream come true. And then 12 minutes into the movie. Hey, kids, do you like Optimus Prime? Oh. Is he your favorite? Yeah! yeah. Guess what? Guess what happens? <laughs> We're going to kill him. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead, by the way. Wait, what? <laughs> what, what, what happened? What, what happened? Where am I? You just wake what up in the days. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you wake up with sweat. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, All right. Has, hashtag so too soon. We, hashtag way too soon. All right. You want to go start, right. Eddie? Here we go. The Dinobots are powerful Transformers. In robot form, they are mighty warriors. When they transform into giant dinosaurs, they are almost unstoppable. The Dinobots, Grimlock, Slag, Sludge, Snarl, and Swoop, all S's except for Grimlock, Grimlock, yep, are feeling disagreeable today. They are bored as they sit by a river that runs through Hidden Valley. The Autobot leader, Optimus Prime, who'll be dead in a year, kids. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give new figures, they'll love it. Yeah, you'll kill him, and then we'll make a new toy. Has asked them to keep a lookout there for appro approaching Decepticons. With a flick of his Energo sword, Grimlock, Grimlock flips a stone into the river. Sludge groans. Me bored. No action. Sounds like uh, Bruce in the last in the last book we read. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sludge kicks a rock into the river and splashes Slag. Hey, Slag, wet! Yells the irritable Slag. That makes Slag mad. Slag is communicating how he feels. Yes. And that's he's, important. <laughs> he's in touch with his feelings. Exactly. Mental health is important. <laughs> Being able to tell people. <laughs> to, to even how, to the Dinobots. <laughs> how you feel. Even to the Dinobots. So don't be sure. Don't keep those feelings bottled up inside, everybody. Start 2022 no. on the right foot. Eddie, Eddie learns about expressing his feelings from kids' 80s books. It's, I now, do. Now tomorrow you can say, Eddie mad. Eddie's Eddie sad. mad. Eddie wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes Slag mad. He gives Sludge a shove, which don't shove, by the way, yeah, which no. Sludge returns. The two Dinobots start to fight. When the Dinobots argue, push and shove, they neglect their lookout duties. That is too bad because they miss the sight of the evil Insecticons bombshell and kickback approaching from the, from the north. Stealthily, the, Insecticon, the Insecticons slip behind a stand of fir trees a hundred feet from the riverbank. Suddenly, a ball of fire lights the sky as Bombshell shoots a mortar at the squabbling Dinobots. Ooh. Kaboom! Boom! <laughs> the mortar explodes at their feet, knocking down Grimlock, Slag, Snarl, and Sludge. Only Swoop sees the bomb coming seconds before it explodes. He, transform in, he transforms into his pterodactyl form and tries to fly to safety in a nearby tree. 
Although he escapes, the bomb injures one of his powerful wings. Swoop watches in horror as Bombshell transforms into his tiny insect form and starts to attack the other Dinobots. Bombshell uses his stinger to inject Cerebro shells into the heads of the unconscious Dinobots. Now he can control the minds of his victims. Bombshell turns back into his robot form and orders Kickback to report back to Megatron. Tell our great leader that I, Bombshell, have complete control over the Dinobots. Megatron will reward us well for this, says Kickback, as he leaves for Decepticon headquarters. Bombshell faces the groggy Dinobots and says, Hear me. From now on, you will think of the Autobots as your mortal enemies. Your mission is to destroy them and their pathetic Earth friends. Offense taken. Now transform! Swoop watches his friends turn into their dinosaur their dinosaur forms. The Dinobot Rebellion has begun. Ooh, very ominous. Turn to page five. five. Bombshell is beside himself with delight. This is wonderful, he thinks. If the Dinobots can cause this lot this can cause lots of trouble, then we can get on with the rest of our plan. This is only the first step. Every thought that Bombshell thinks is transferred into the minds of the Dinobots. But Bombshell doesn't care what they know. He is their master now. Swoop must stop his friends before they attack the Autobots and the humans. Even with his bad wing, Swoop can move faster than the other Dinobots. Should he fly to Optimus Prime at Autobot headquarters and warn him that the Dinobots are under Insecticon control? But by then, the Dinobots will have already done a lot of damage. Perhaps he should try to fight Bombshell and force him to release the Dinobots. Ah, nice. If you think Swoop should fly back to Optimus Prime at Autobot headquarters, turn to page 10. If you think Swoop should should stay and fight Bombshell, turn to page 12. Ooh, all right. What do we do? Basically, do we fight or do we go warn Optimus Prime? Literally fight or flight in this one. And Pretty much. flight being literal. Literally, yeah, with swoop. And and to and to report to the soon to be dead Optimus Prime. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey by the way. Oh. You know, hey. Amanda says you, you might be dead. Go to page ten. So she wants us to go talk to Prime and let him know he's gonna be dead soon. But hey, by the way, the Dinobots are under control. Uh, exactly. Good call, you, I say. Did you when you had this? Did you get it from a bookstore, or did your mom buy it, or what? What do you remember? How you got like a present? I remember vividly. I got it at one of the Scholastic book fairs. Yep, that's where my brother got it from. Yep, yeah, yep. those are great. Yep. Very happy about that purchase. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, it's like it's a book, and it's my favorite thing. Yes, I'm I'm winning. Ah, it was a win win. All right. Page 10, then we're going to go get back up. Go to Optimus. All right, page 10. Swoop flies north to Autobot headquarters. Upon landing, he transforms to robot form and bursts into the war room where he finds Optimus Prime pointing at a map. These reports from Hound just don't make any sense, Optimus Prime is saying. Why would the Dinobots tear up the farmland outside Hidden Valley? They know they're supposed to protect humans, not harm them. Finally, the Autobot leader notices Swoop. Do you know what's going on, he demands, as he hu- as a hush falls over the room. Terrible, bad thing happened to Dinobots, Swoop explains. Bombshell, sting the Dinobots. Only me, Swoop, get away. Now, Bombshell, the Dinobot boss. Me no understand. Optimus Prime faces the other Autobots squarely. Bombshell must have stung the Dinobots with his Cerebo shells, he tells them. Once Bombshell plants the Cerebro shell, he controls his victim's mind. Now that they are under Bombshell's control, the Dinobots are a threat not only to the humans we have pledged to protect, but to ourselves as well. They must be stopped. Turn to page 19. Ooh. Now they're going to have to turn on the Dinobots. That's the saddest thing ever. It is. Oh, man. Let's see. Page 19. Optimus Prime turns to Prowl his logical-minded second-in-command. 
I don't want to destroy our friends, Prowl, he says. Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> <laughs> we know that the Dinobots will soon pass through farms and cities and cause even more damage, says the sensible Prowl. From that point of view, I suggest that a direct, quick attack is our best plan. However, I can consult the memory bank of the Ark's computer to see if it can come up with another plan. Optimus Prime thinks. He knows that Prowl is right. The Dinobots will cause unbelievable destruction when they arrive at populated areas. Maybe he shouldn't waste precious time with the Ark's computer memory. But the Dinobots have been loyal friends, and there may be information that can save the Earth and the Dinobots too. Okay, here's your choice. If we decide that Optimus should consult the Ark's computer memory banks, turn to page 26. If you decide the Autobots should destroy the Dinobots immediately by launching a massive attack, turn to page 30. Ooh, moral Man. dilemma. Moral dilemma. Do you, do you just, with the with the hashtag on YouTube's podcast, hashtag don't destroy your destroy friends. Destroy your friends. Yes, exactly. Uh, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you do. Or maybe you maybe just do. Maybe in this case you're like... I want to start strong in 2022. Yeah. Destroy my friends. Isn't that the theme of you? the Choose Your Own Adventure is stab your friends in the back, leave them friends for dead. Friends are a vehicle. To, exactly. Yeah. Um, if you decide the Autobots should destroy, they decide, oh, Amanda coming in hot. Destroy. She's like, destroy. <laughs> She's like, I hate this. I hate these Dinobots already. We're, we're driven, so we're just going to drive right over our friends. We don't, we don't care. All right. Page All right, here 30, we go. Then. The, the people have spoken. There isn't a moment to lose, so Optimus Prime and the Autobots launch a full-scale attack on the Dinobots. They, inter they encounter the mighty creatures who are approaching a big city. Attack now, orders Optimus Prime. Hate to do this, old buddy, says Trax as he fires his blinding black beam gun into Grimlock's eyes! Wow. Wow. Not messing around. Right into his eyeballs. Excuse me. The fearsome Dinobot rears back, confused and blinded by the beam. He charges in Track's direction, but he can't see. Power Glide flies in close and drops one of his small concussion bombs on Snarl. Roar! Snarl falls to his knees. The enraged slag sends a jet of fire from his mouth toward Power Glide. Swoop flies in from behind him and fires one of his missiles at the giant Dinobot. Slag staggers from the blast of Swoop's missile, hits the ground with an earth-shaking thud, and out pops a Cerebro shell. Oh. What happened? What happened? No, no <laughs> past tense there. No. Asks the bewildered Slag. Turn to page 72. 72? Holy buckets. Man, they are making us jump. Jump, jump. You may need, Just like you may need to take this one, sir. My my uh, book is reset. So. All right. Optimus Prime now realizes what he has to do. Bring them down fast and hard, he orders. This is for your own good, says Warpath, Ooh. as he aims a volley of his explosive sonic shells at Sludge. Sludge hits the ground with a tremendous smash. Out comes his cerebral shell. The next to fall is Snarl. Swoop blasts him with a missile from above, and Snarl swings his tail wildly and then falls to his side, banging his head on the ground. His cerebral shell rolls out. Okay, tough guy, you're coming down too, yells Sideswipe as he blasts Grimlock, but Grimlock won't go down. Hey, some help over here, calls Sideswipe to Sunstreaker. Here we go, Sunstreaker answers, firing a series of high-energy electron pulses. Finally, Grimlock hits the ground with a smash and out falls the final cerebral shell. When the Dinobots come to, the Autobots explain what happened. Grimlock think Autobots enjoy, snarls Grimlock. Autobots hit Snarl. Snarl mad, sulks Snarl. The Autobots just laugh. The Dinobots are definitely themselves again. The end. <laughs> wow, there we go. Uh, Amanda, uh, I'm terrible at this. Only two choices in this one. I know. <laughs> That's it. You're done. These, uh, spoiler alert too, these types of IP, they they honestly, in my opinion, from what I've seen in the past, 
and maybe the uh, the um, Forgotten Quest ones, mm-hmm. they were a little bit better. But but these in particular, the the, the Transformers ones, uh, some of the uh, like superhero ones, they tended to be less like uh, choose your own adventure. They yeah. they they didn't have as many twists and turns. No, no, that you could tell they kind of just threw these together, and you know the the uh the um the executive like you said with the cigar ah just put some transformers in there they'll love it get one of these dumb books and put a transformer on the cover get it out of my face <laughs> but it's not that interesting <laughs> i don't care just put them the on the cover doesn't make any sense yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's like elf all over again he's like these it, kids don't even know the story yeah yeah it is it yeah. is just like elf all over again but like you said you saw it in a scholastics weekly reader thing and you're like i want that mom we're getting this i love choose your own adventure i love transformers what's the worst that could happen little eddie was like hook line and sinker got it i I remember this ending too i remember so the moral of the story was my friends are suffering i need to hit them really 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 hard hard. (laughs) i need to shoot them with a missile that's what it tells you hey mommy i learned that if my friends are going down the wrong path i shoot them with a missile yeah Eddie, you got sent home from school because your friend had chicken pox, but you hit him with a baseball bat. <laughs> I thought I'd help his chicken pox. Was Go away. Extreme measures. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's tough. Well, I didn't it's even tough. know you had this one. I just happened to catch it. I was like, oh, my younger brother had this one. Let's do this one. And then now you yeah. had it. So even better. Yep. You don't it's happen little... to have this in a closet someplace, do you? No man, this this okay. book did not survive. My, between me and my brother, it got it got it got read and reread quite a bit. That's what I was just gonna say. I bet you read every single one of these, every page. I'm betting you. I remember most of these endings vaguely, if anything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, I think there's one in here where Swoop gets shrunk down or something like that. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember that, that one. Yeah, we'll have to. Well, we might. We're gonna go through this again, so we yep. might find that one next time. Here we go. Yeah, next time. Uh, yeah, in two weeks, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll yeah. be doing this again on Thursday night. That's the nights we typically do this. Typically, uh, yeah. Eight, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. So, uh, yeah, tune in on Facebook Live and Twitch, and uh, we can you can check out as we go through these different adventures together. Yeah, and hop in the chat and let us know where we, we can go on these and help us decide whether we live or die. We didn't die. See, I thought, is it on one of these, I thought maybe they killed the Dinobots, but I guess this time they just – Knocked out the cerebral shell. There's one in which I think you do. I, I think somebody gets killed. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> so. I think so. But well, spoiler hey, alert: we might find it. So here's hoping we don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. I don't need more transformers blood in my man in my hands. Yeah, you already have Optimus Prime's blood on your hands and the trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Well, hey, thanks for everybody for chiming in on the chat. And uh, like I said, keep in touch on our social media. You can go to youchoosepodcast.com, find past episodes, find the videos, all the links and different ways you can get in touch with us and let us know what you think. So, Yeah, and thank you for everyone. And hey, if you have friends who enjoy these types of stories or just want to have a fun little uh, sit down and have a story read to them, recommend this podcast. It's a good time. Yeah, it's all fun. It helps get rid of the mundane of life and, and back to a simpler time. (laughs) Right. Amen. All right. Well, thank you everybody. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy happy new year. And uh, until next time you choose your own adventure. All right. Thanks everybody. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you took the time to hear what we have to say. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com for all the different ways you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And until next time, you choose the adventure. Live now. Oh, there we are. Finally, we are live again, and it's New yeah. Year's Day. It's 2022, Eddie. What? What? No, nobody real. tells me these things. What? What? When did that happen? Yeah, no kidding. It was just 2021. I wasn't ready for this. No kidding. <laughs> you should really consult me before they decide to switch over to a new year. Well, yeah, yeah. They need to get like written permission 30 days ahead of time with get it uh, uh, signatures and all that notarized. Right. We can say, no, we're not ready for this new year.
Yeah. There's still some 2021 things we need to do. I don't consent. <laughs> I do not consent to this new year. Everyone stop. Yes, no, man. Exactly. Happy new year to everybody. This is exciting. 2022. I know. It's crazy. It's been a crazy year, but we're here to have fun and go flash back to the 80s. We're going to go back to the 80s. We're not, we're not going to mess around with 2022. <laughs> Speaking of the 80s. Yeah. Forget your 2022s. We want 1982. That's what we want. There you go. <laughs> I, uh... It, this just goes to show you, wasn't it in Transformers, the movie, 1986, uh, teaser for everybody. Oh, little yeah. little teaser there. Uh-huh. Hint, hint. They were like, wasn't it like the year? It's 1995. Yeah, in the movie, it was the year 2005, and the treacherous Decepticons yes. have conquered the Autobots' homeworld of Cybertron. 2005. And I remember hearing that in 1986, and I was being like, what? What? That's so far away. We'll never get to 2005. I know, and here we are in 2022. Here are 2022 with crow's feet. <laughs> That's we were waiting for hoverboards, and all we got was crow's feet and, I and, wanted, and receding hairline. I wanted hoverboards and a micro and, and rehydrated pizza, and all I got is hemorrhoids and crow's feet. <laughs> oh man, we we got the so, short short straw, gray hair because yeah. Because in that movie, didn't Spike had like a you know had like an exoskeleton suit and he had the exosuit. Didn't think twice about going in space with robots. You know, no big deal. No. Oh yeah, he's like, oh man, oh this is a great thing. Spike, who's an adult by the way now, yeah, right. Spike, and then he has a kid. Wasn't the kid's name like Sam? Oh yeah, that's, that's where right. I think they got Sam Witwicky from. Yes, I think you're right, because Spike yeah. was the kid in the old 80s Transformers, and then in 2005, yep. he had a kid. Yes, I think you're named exactly Sam, right. Named Sam, and then Sam Witwicky was the character Shia LaBeouf played in the Transformers live-action movies. Michael Bay, yeah. Michael Bay, the Bayverse. But anyway, the point yeah. is, he's like, hey, we're uh, we're fighting an intergalactic civil war with our evil counterparts, and we can all turn into giant machines can I borrow your 13 year old son? And it's like, you got it. Here you go. <laughs> Take him. Maybe like, he won't make it. Like they said, the running joke in this podcast is that back in the eighties, you were expected to have a job, have a house, you know, yes. be an adult by nine, maybe even 10. Yes. If you're lucky. Um, um, I think baby boomers viewed children as Dixie cups. They were just like <laughs> crunch. Give me another one. <laughs> exactly oh man and that's an 80s reference too remember those little dixie cups yeah we had one we had we had those just yeah like the little paper some of them had like the paper handles on them Uh uh-huh yeah yeah we had the little ones you keep by your bathroom and you'd twist your mouth out and they were all characters on them yep oh yeah we had like the smurfs and care bears yes oh man see 80s i'm telling you we we need to do a 80s show maybe like dixie cups (laughs) A Dixie Cup special. Yeah, there you go. All the different Dixie go. Cup IPs. Oh, yeah. They had well, D-Man. Well, they everyone, had all of them. Oh, dude, it was nuts. 